Hola amiga, it's so good to have you here on Ignite with Jess Soto Ramirez. Yes, that is me, your business empowerment coach. I am on a mission to help you see yourself in someone else's story. So this podcast is here to illuminate the path to your potential through the stories of other women in business just like you. Hola amiga, before we get started with this episode, I want to share with you that Hispanic Heritage Month is on the 15th of September through to the 15th of October. So I've decided to allocate this time to showcase, to spotlight and to just have beautiful conversations with Latinas in business during this time. Being a Latina myself, this is something very close to my heart, so I hope that you really enjoy the conversations and are able to see a different perspective uh, from our experiences, I guess, as Latinas in Australia doing business. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the Ignite podcast. I'm your host, Jess Soto Ramirez. Thank you for being here with me, celebrating the last episode of Hispanic Heritage Month. And today I'm joined by the beautiful Kata Wanderlust, who, let me, I'll, I'll let her introduce herself. But hello, Kata. Hello, hola, hola, Jess. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien. Thank you so much for having me here. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right into it and just kick off with the first question so that we can get to know you. Tell me about yourself and who you are without telling me your titles. That's a tough question. <laughs> so it's like you know, it looks so simple, but it's not. It's not. Once you start answering, you're like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> my mind's alive. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I after like thinking about it, I'm a wanderlust. So Kata Wanderlust is no my real like it's part of my name right but it's not because <laughs> i'm a latina so i have a long name <laughs> it's like Heidi catalina hernandez linares that it's me <laughs> Your latina has two names two last names <laughs> absolutely jessica alejandra soto ramirez <laughs> that's who we are exactly <laughs> but in another word uh wanderlust so like that's why i put it in my uh business as well like my brand name and i think i just captures everything because um i don't know if you know what wanderlust means talk to me what is wanderlust so uh it means the desire of traveling st strong desire of traveling yeah and like for me traveling is not only like going to places or discovering new places it's about also meeting new people cultures and discovering yourself because i've been traveling since i was say 19 like short trips and then like they become like longer uh trips that's how i also learned english because i learned english when i was 19. yeah like i was born and raised in colombia so just belong spanish english was not there for me <laughs> so wanderlust like it's been because that desire has grown so much and this is who i am and it just has helped me to to know the world and to know myself as well. So, so you said that the first time you traveled was when you were 19? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I think it was long before. Mm -hmm. A really short trip to Ecuador with a university like for a week. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like this. Like, this is nice. And you, got the bag. you got the travel bag. <laughs> I have the travel bag. I do. Yes. So, even like with like traveling with my family inside of Colombia, it was a really small town called Villa de Leyva. And they were like different. Um, I remember this couple, a Venezuelan guy and a German girl. And they were just selling bracelets, you know, it's like, oh yeah, we're traveling and you know, doing backpacking. I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing. And I was just yeah. like 14, 15. I was really young. And I told my sister, cause I was raised by my sister and my brother-in-law and they bought me a, bra a bracelet and a and um kind of like an earring like a pin and i still have them by the way i still have them <laughs> and i was like oh this is so amazing like all those stories and all that and and i knew inside of me 
I wanted to know more. I wanted to know mm. what what else is out there. And yeah, I think the first one, the first trip, it was Ecuador, and then after that, it was the States where I lived there for two years. Isn't um, it beautiful how at such a young age in our teenage years, and I think in a time in our life where we're often dismissed, right? Because teenagers, you know, for most people are like, oh, they don't know anything, their hormones are running wild and, you know, they've got no fear and they just don't understand life mm -hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But it's beautiful to hear, and you're not the only one, but I hear it from other women as well, that it's like something sparks inside of them, you know, um, and that as a teenager, even amongst all the hormones and all the changes <laughs> that we're going through and puberty and all of that, yeah. that you can be so connected to yourself to be like, oh, there's something here. Something just sparked me. I just felt a physical sensation in my body. Something's on going on in my mind where I'm just curious and I want more of this. Yeah. I think I have to give that to my childhood experience because I had to grow up faster than others. Like be very responsible amateur before. Like when I, I was comparing with others, mm. I always look older and people thought I was way older. Like when I was 14, people thought I was 17, 18. I was like, wow, that's a huge mm. difference, right? For that age, like four years mm. is not much in certain times of your life. But, but at that stage, it is. At that stage, it is. And it's because, um, yeah, as I say, like, uh, I don't know if we can, yeah, I think we can talk about that. Like I love my part, like I, the loss of my parents. So because I didn't have that figure, like I think I was wondering, what life is right like mm. what is it for me like i don't have parents like i don't you know it's like just trying to discover in myself so that's why i think i had like i was more like maybe i was doing it unconsciously looking for the meaning mm. but somehow i was also connecting with experiences that life was giving me like looking the good things and maybe that's why with when i met that couple i felt that the sparkle was like wow this is part mm. of it and now young age i started like understanding what i really wanted to do mm. yeah it's um well we're, i'd love to go and tap into <clears throat> a bit more of your story of where you've lost your parents mm -hmm. and when and how and all of that if you're open to sharing it yeah yes. um um but also it's interesting isn't it how that kind of adversity in your life can open up other things inside of you that perhaps others don't experience or experience in the later stage in their life that mm. may that meant that you were you know you said you had to grow up faster but then it also made you a lot more connected to yourself and a lot more curious about life mm -hmm. like what's where what what is all of this you know mm -hmm. and i can imagine um not having your parents perhaps and it's like well where do i go like who do i ask about this you know um so if you're open to it talk to us about this experience that you had of losing your parents hmm. um so my parents so with my dad first yeah i'll start with my dad because yeah. i didn't meet him actually okay. so he was killed when i was 20 days old 20 days 20 wow. days yeah so um i think somehow he kissed me at some point right because <laughs> i had 20 days in this earth before he left um but yeah he um i was just 20 days old and then uh yeah he, he actually i think he died in front of a hospital i don't know much of the story right because i hear like little bits bits and bits and you know my childhood is like it's like a pa incomplete puzzle because like i grab mm. pieces from different people mm. so it's like every time it's like oh this happened oh, like like during this trip in, uh, in california for the first time i heard that uh i knew i was born after my nine months like almost 10 i was a big girl like i was purple and all that i didn't know that my dad didn't want my mom to have a, a seizure like that's uh how do you call the um oh, the c-section the c-section yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i was like wow i didn't know that and that's why i was born like so late uh later on um little things you know like wow. 
It's those little um, things that we take for granted, right? Yeah, like for yeah. you, um, and obviously you're pregnant now as well. Mm-hmm. And also that curiosity would be sparked of like, what was my mum's experience? And mm-hmm. all of that, I imagine all the questions that come with it. And yeah. the, you're now kind of pulling the pieces together um, or trying to at least. To. But it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's also... Um, it's also influenced by the people's perception as well and uh, their experience of it, of or how they saw it or what they knew. So it is that whole puzzle piece, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's part of the story. And then, like, because of that, I started thinking how my dad was. Mm. I feel like he's trying to put his personality somehow. But, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a, there would be another story, like, trying to figure out how, how my dad was. Uh, so yeah, that happened with my dad, and then my. Can I just ask you a little bit about that? Yeah. Has that has that shaped you in a way? I, I guess I think of it from another point of view, but still similar, right? I haven't lost my dad. My dad is still alive, but my parents were separated from a very young age. I think I was three or something like that, and I didn't really grow up with him. He was sort of in and out of my life very sporadically, um, and I've also I've often had all those questions of like what is he like what Mm. traits does he have you know what and and questioning yourself as you grow up does this am i like him am i not like him do i um is there a resistance for me to being like him you know Mm -hmm. what's family like like all of those questions that i imagine you would have so much of that as well a lot so definitely it has has shaped me like both uh my part, my dad and my mother's loss, of course, both of them has made an impact on me. About my dad, I, yeah, I think I've heard like many things, like he was a, a businessman, like a strong personality. And like when mm-hmm. I was little, people were saying, oh my God, you look like your dad. I was like, thank you. I don't know. Yeah, and you're like, oh. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I hope my dad was a little like handsome. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I used to get told the same thing and I used to think, I reckon my dad's ugly. Does that mean I'm ugly? <laughs> <laughs> so um I I think somehow we have some traits from my dad. Um but yeah. Because I didn't have that figure, so of course I had to find other ways to find that masculine uh, energy or figure. No, not only energy, because like I think, mm. like humans, we have the uh, masculine and female energy, but to see the male figure, yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, definitely it has changed me and shaped me as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, somehow have, like I. Like within me, like the strength is part of my dad. Like that yeah. eager of like having my own business. Somehow I feel that it's from from him. Mm. Yeah, like mm. there's a problem person as well. Like whatever he says, he goes. I feel like kind of have that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how you say that with that little bit of resistance. Like, oh, yeah. I've got that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a strong okay. personality. Yeah. So, your dad passed where he was killed when you were 20 days old. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In my mom. My mom, of course, for me was the hardest, of course. Because, like, my dad, I didn't. I didn't have to sorry like I didn't have to go through through that. Um in different it, it was a different way. That grief, it was different. Yeah. That my mom. Um uh, so yeah, like I'm the youngest, by the way, of four. Okay. Yeah. So and like between my, my siblings, we are eight years apart. So my brother and my sister, the oldest, they are only one year apart, but then uh, my sister and my older sister eight years and then my middle sister and me eight years okay yeah so like the first two were really close and then it was like eight years eight years apart yeah yeah so i'm saying this is because we all have different experiences and my mom like with four kids yeah 
different ages, like one mm. like in the teens, like 15, 16. The other one was like eight, right? And then a baby. Mm. So she had to go through tough times for sure. And like, such different ways of parenting at three different, completely different stages. Three different, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's why it was worth mentioning it because it was, yeah they were not kids teenagers of course they just want to do their own things and all that mm -hmm. so uh so nine years after we're almost 10 is when my mom passed away she had cancer mm -hmm. uh, uterus in in the uterus mm -hmm. since she had like one cancer and i think what my family did or my 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 siblings they were trying not to get me too involved because mm -hmm. like I knew my mom was sick, but I didn't know what she had. Like I knew people were visiting her. I used to still sleep on the same bed with my mom um, till she died. Like, wow. uh, like she was in the hospital and then like I was I start started to sleep by myself. But like I was the whole time with my mom. Like wow. going to the church with my mom, visiting family with my mom. Everything was with my mom, like always. Um, so yeah, that was a, like the toughest separation for me. And uh, yeah, she died when she was 48, really young as well. Uh, super young. Super, super young. young. My dad was 38. Even younger. My wow. dad was 38. So yeah, yeah. How, how does somebody at the age of 10 work through all of this? I actually don't know how I did it, how I got that strength. Um, I think I I, I cried for three years. Just, I will say it straight, every night I cried. Every single night for three years. I remember it was a long time. I always say three years. Maybe it could be longer. Maybe it was less, but that's how I felt. I always say it was three years. 13, yeah, 14 when it started. Like, yeah. Um, I think my family helped me like the society somehow support me and i think that's why also for me community is important like the support mm -hmm. the people that you have around you uh, make a difference in your life mm -hmm. for me like the school um they knew about my situation so like they helped me with the uh because i was in a private school not like really like high-end whatever but like it still helped me with part of like um the payments. Uh, also, a dad from another girl helped me. Um, my godmother, that was my mom's best friend, she used to take care of me after school, and she's coming here to Australia now for three months to help me with that baby. And she's not related, but she it feels like she is, yeah, because she's mm -hmm. been with me since then. Um, yeah, I think I have to give it a lot to society to my family they were always there for me they were making sure i was fine that i would just keep doing like going to school like just doing things like as a normal kid will do um yeah i don't know why like so i was in colombia we're very uh religious yeah so my mom was christian or protestant i think it's called here and then i was in a catholic school yeah so I think somehow those values helped me to stay strong. But after my mom died, I just didn't want to go to church anymore. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's also another change there. But somehow I think the values that I learned from the Catholicism and Christianism, like they stayed there and kept me strong mm -hmm. without going to church. Yeah, I think that's part of it as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think those those two things I can give. That helped me to go through that mm. yeah and i guess the reality is that <clears throat> excuse me everybody would really process this in so many different ways i like can on such an, an individual level um because it's hard it's hard for our human brain to even comprehend something like that <clears throat> mm. um and i guess you also you know you you had people around you that did support you and um 
brought you through it. And I think, you know, you cried for three years. Like that's as if you wouldn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? As if you mm. wouldn't, like that's the reality of it. And But you must, during that time, I feel like you would have built up so much strength inside of you. But I guess also what we were saying before, that maturity that you had to take on because you live some tough shit from a very young age. So having to take on that maturity of being able to deal with such big emotions, to be able to deal with such big shifts and changes in life, that it, it forces you, right, to have to step into that role of like, fuck, I need to... I need to figure this out along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I feel you have is a real deep sense of strength and a real deep sense of connection to yourself. Would you agree? I agree. Yes. I think since then is when I started to understand who I am. Mm. Like, of course, I didn't, I didn't know me very well back then but it's when it started and I feel because of that I have have that strength and that self-connection as well Mm. yeah definitely um so when you when you like obviously you went through school and you continued that on you know you were 14 15 and this curiosity was sparked inside of you of traveling and like what is this life about (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then you mentioned that you 19 was it 19 years old when you went away what sparked that why did that come about um one homework that i had to do from school Mm. and that homework was to a life plan how did i how did i see myself in three six one year five years and ten years and thanks to that I knew what I wanted or have an idea, right? Like it, it didn't happen as I wrote it down, but that was one of my favorite, like the one that I remember the most because it changed my life. It really did. So yeah, 14, 15, like I had, you know, that curiosity, like traveling with my family close around Bogota where I am from the city, yeah. Um, I think the first time that we went to the ocean, to the beach, it, it was when I was 16, 17. Wow. Like, it, yeah. And the and first, what yeah. was that moment like? Because, you know, I have cousins in Colombia, and when I've been, they're like, oh, gosh, your beaches and you're this. And we just, like, I've grown up here, right? So mm-hmm. I just, that's what I've lived with. And, and perhaps I take it for granted. Maybe I took it for granted as a kid. As an adult, I so value it because I know what it does for me. And I was at the beach the other day with my kids and I like I was thinking to myself, they have no idea how freaking fortunate they are to just be able to go, oh, we're just going to the beach. And, you know, we had dinner at the beach and we spent the whole day at the beach. And the beach is such an incredible place mm-hmm. for me anyway, for my soul, for my kids as well. I know that they, they carry that too. Um and so when I've heard my cousins say those things, I was like, wow, imagine what it would be like to see and be part of an ocean um, when you're an almost adult. Adult, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> because I was from the city. So like the city, yeah, probably like big mountains and we're around big mountains and like river. I used to go to the countryside, so it was like the water i knew i liked the water like the rivers and lakes like very calm mountains but mainly i was most of my time in the city like yeah busy times and like then when we went to the beach i was like oh it's like it's gorgeous it's beautiful i cannot deny but i didn't want to get sand i didn't want to get dirty it was like and then i have to take a shower again (laughs) yeah sorry i couldn't romanticize that but that was completely killed my romantic view of meeting the sea for the first time Well, I appreciate I appreciate different perspectives. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but thanks to that, I was like, oh wow, like I'm, you know, like I'm such a city girl. And so then because of that, I thought I didn't like the beach. I thought I didn't like the ocean. And and I didn't like the uh, heat. I didn't like the warm places. 
because I was in the city. I always like had like jeans and jackets. I like, always cover up. Like that is more of a cool weather, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. It's cold weather. It's kind of like I don't know if to compare it with Melbourne because maybe it could be maybe warmer in mm -hmm. summer, and we don't have um, Season. um, seasons things. So anyway, so Bogota is like cold. Like you, I'm always like cover up, trying not to. You know, I was when I used to go to the warm places. I used to turn red, no, mm -hmm. no even get tan. So I was mm -hmm. like, I don't like that. Like, I just don't like hot places. I don't like, like, that was not my thing. But then when I travel, Austin, Texas, it was really hot weather. Then I, I lived in India as well. It was hot weather. I lived in Brazil, wow. hot weather. <laughs> and then here in Australia, hot weather. And then I got used to, you know, like, I wearing dresses, like showing my arms, my legs, because before it was just like, no, this is a big no for me yeah um, um but yeah you get used to it and then when i was here and i lived close uh i yeah kind of yeah like five minutes away from the beach before and i loved it it was not even the greatest it was bright in the sense yeah which is like normal it's okay. yeah. <laughs> but it's still for me it was like oh my god i kind of I, I really like it like yeah. i love i love it so then since then like my my mind to like my, my my way to see the ocean was different. I was like, mm. it's powerful and I love it. it mm. I would live close to it, and now that's why I also love Sydney and yeah. love Australia. So it wasn't love at first sight, but you learned to fall in love. <laughs> but yeah, but then yes, I changed this like city mind girl uh, <laughs> mind. Um, yeah, I I saw how powerful the ocean is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that. Like everybody's got such a different view on it. Like I know the beach is not for everyone and I totally get why, you know. Um, but I loved that different perspective that you've brought into it. <laughs> so when you went to the States, so you went to live over there based on this assignment that you had to do at school or through uni. It was a school. It was in high school. It was like my last year, and like they start like well helping you to figure out your life because yeah. there in Colombia we finished school when we were sixteen. Mm. We're so young, we're just freaking young. Like so young. Yeah, really? I think eighteen it would be a good um good time uh, to finish school. But over there, and I think it still is uh, sixteen. Depends on the school. Like mine is right now. She will graduate when she's eighteen, which is great. Yeah. Um, but most of the schools is when you're 16, the youngest. Um, so yeah, that homework figured out what to do. And I remember saying that I wanted to live, uh, I wanted to be independent, that I wanted to get out of my sister's place. Like, cause I just, I was, I grew up to be independent. So like, I just, mm. I wanted that to experience that to really uh, feel independent. Um, that was one and then it was about traveling like uh, learning new languages uh going to uni because my family i was the first one to go to uni and finish uni congratulations so, that's a big generational shift it is which sometimes i feel i it like i put it as granted it right like i just don't it's like oh yeah just i went to uni mm. i didn't graduation I was like yeah whatever it's just another thing and then my family say like why well, you didn't go but anyway sorry family I didn't mean it like for me it was just like oh another title like a, a title there but mm. I think it had more meaning uh underneath but anyway so yeah that like that life plan work is what it helped me to to know what I wanted and I was traveling like traveling and then um oh no going to uni right so then in uni is when I met people older than me mm. and they had traveled before and they were telling the stories. Oh yeah, I went, you know, to Europe and like to the States, whatever. It's like, oh my God, I want to do that. And that's how like everything really sparked. was like, yeah, really, I want to, I want to go. So then Austin, Texas was the first place that I went as an old pair, as a nanny uh, for two years. The idea was just to stay for one year and then go back to, to uni. Um, but the family, like after seven months, they were like, hey, we like you, we want you to stay longer. I was like, okay, cool. They were like, you don't want to ask your family? I was like, no, I, like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm a big girl. <laughs> it's like, it's fine, I, I, I'll do it. Uh, then when I turned, like when it was my year, 
um when I turned a year there I was like oh my god why am I doing this like I'm taking care of kids is tiring and I was 19 yeah mm. um it was fun times and then I was like yeah it's, it's I had that moment that thought and then like I kept I kept for my for the two years there and I love it I love the family uh I think they brought me a new perspective of what a family is a relationship is because mm. for me I was like Colombian relationships are just so toxic like it's mm. oh I didn't see any any good <laughs> I didn't see any good about the Colombian guys I was like nope I like because of that I always say I wanted to be single but after mm. I met that family it's like oh this is beautiful like you know families are different I like having this dad and mom figure and then their kids it was lovely they also play ultimate frisbee so that's why we got along like my first weekend there was to play ultimate frisbee which is the sport that i've been playing for the last uh, 15 years now mm -hmm. so uh yeah it was a really nice connection and that's where that's i also learned eye opener though um Kata, like <clears throat> to go from like having this mentality of toxicity in relationships um and be like that's it I just want to be single to really seeing something different I think that's beautiful that you had the opportunity to see something different because um I mean, you wouldn't be alone in thinking <laughs> that relationships can be quite toxic, right? And I think uh, particular stereotypes that we're raised with as Latinas, you know, that women are a certain way and men are a certain way and um, and then the dynamics of that and what can play out from that stereotyping and that conditioning. Um, so I totally get where you're coming from with the, that toxicity in relationships as well. Um, but what a beautiful experience to see something completely different and people live life so different. Um, and it's, I, I mentioned this quote to my husband the other day and one of my mentors would say, you can't be what you can't see, right? And so it's this idea where if you can't see a beautiful relationship around you, one that is healthy, then you can't. It's almost very hard to aspire to that, to believe that you could have that. But the moment that gets introduced into your life to see something different, mm -hmm. that's the moment that you can start to believe it for yourself and have a different perspective there. All right. So now you understand why the word that I chose, wanderlust. Like traveling. Traveling is not just going to places. It's just you meet people. You you hear new stories, experiences, and from those is that I have grown and I know other people would if they have that curiosity. It's not only about traveling, right? Like you can just yeah. be in the same place, but like being like willing to to know more, to understand other perspectives. And yeah, that's why I love that word. Because of that, my life changed. Even when I was in India, an Indian guy goes like, your life was divided into two five years ago. And five years ago or so is when I was in Austin, Texas. And Austin, oh, Texas was another chapter for me. Like it was my mm -hmm. uh, love of my uh, parents and then Austin, Texas from and onwards. It's a new chapter. The word that's coming to me is expansion, right? Expansion, yeah. It's ex expansion, expansion of your mind in order to expand your life right mm. like so you you had that definition where you know austin texas was that definition for you to be able to expand your mind and to be able to look at life in a completely different light which has then led you to be able to do so much more in your life and so many different things because of that exposure, right? And because of that yeah. willingness and that curiosity and that knowing that there's more and and being open to all of this, because mm -hmm. we can get all of this thrown in our face, but if you're not open to it, yeah, then you're never gonna see it. That's yeah. True. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's such a beautiful example of of life and of how we can grow and develop and expand as humans to 
to really tap into our desires, you know, rather than the desires that people put on us. You know, before we pressed record, we were speaking about how the Latino culture can be very much, you've got to do this and you've got to do that and this is the only way and next why mm. you're dead. And, yeah. um, you know, I mean, they all, it, it gets done with good intention, but um, you, so much in life can be lost because of that closed boxed mentality. Yeah, yeah. It's um, so, I mean, I'm not glad that I don't have parents, but because of that experience, I was open since the beginning because I didn't have that box, right? Like, yeah. of course, my sisters were telling me, yeah, like it's steady and like, but like I, I didn't have the pressures, like you have to do this. Like I was always like, I will find my way. Like I know mm. I could have chosen another path, right? I could have just like, being like depressed or maybe going to drugs or whatever thing. like you never know like mm -hmm. it could have happened because i i could have just say oh no one is around me i'm alone and like i could have just ignore all the support from people but somehow because the values and my family the things that shaped me i chose that path and i didn't have that box so somehow that helped me just to be more open and say like hey like i just don't like, I mean, studying is important, right? Like, finding a job and all this, but like, I knew there was something different there. And like, yeah, but for many Latinos, that box is just so strict that they're not open or it's, or they they want to be open, but to open that box is hard because mm. the pressure from the family. Mm. Mm. What have you found, you're now in Australia, what was your experience in adapting to life here again this is a double-edged question number one it's for you on a personal level and what kind of um i guess what kind of things did you have to work through and what kind of mindset growth did you have to have to adapt to this different life which yours already started way back right so perhaps mm -hmm. you're already open to it but i know you also work a lot with the latino community um through your coaching services what do you see coming through in your clients that is a struggle for them while they're here? I love this question so much. <laughs> um, so like one adapting to Australia, it was quite easy, yeah, because I already knew English, so I that helped me. So mm -hmm. like I, I I know I don't have this American or Australian accent. I have something there you have got this accent you've I got your own accent yeah <laughs> like, and like but because of that people were just like really and i was a waitress when i started here and i would say like things were kind of easy for me of course it was they were not easy because then i have to pay college i have to pay visas and you know i have financial struggles here i had to learn how to finance myself like how to manage um the money because <laughs> that was a big thing for me before because before i was just like working saving money and travel working save money and travel and then like here's like okay i want to settle down and it was a big big lesson um so that was one thing that i went through uh but thanks to english i think like knowing english it helped me a bit like i met really great people and connect with amazing people and yeah um that was good and i'm I loved maybe since the first day Australia because I was I was coming from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. so There's another story there. Why? Why I'm here? <laughs> why I'm here? <laughs> another thing. Um, but um, so yeah, Australia was it, it's been amazing, and now that I'm I'm connecting more with Latinos because before that was another thing that I needed to change. It was like, I didn't want to meet many Latinos or Colombians. I was like, mm. oh, I just don't want to know Colombians. And I have that identity problem as well. Like, where where am I from? Like, mm. I know I was born in Colombia, but I have moved so many, like I have lived in so many places mm. that I didn't know where I was or mm. where I was from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was a time I was like, oh, I don't just don't want to talk to Latinos because, you know, I have this perception like Latinos are not, you know, they just want to work and I have money for to spend and not mm -hmm. like thinking of the future. Like, you know, like have this um, paradigms about my my culture. 
Yeah. Even though I have traveled a lot, I have met many Colombians, mm -hmm. uh, but I still have that mindset uh, here is like, okay, I was more, I started being more open to meet more Latinos. So now I have my Latinos friends and non-Latinos because I really like both worlds. Oh. We they, have they both bring beautiful <laughs> dynamics, right? Like I think yeah. We're both lucky to be able to have that choice. Yes, yeah. we we are. We are. So so now that we're talking about like this mind shifts and like also what I've seen in the Latinos, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, is that many of the Latinos they have this victim mentality mm. yeah that mentality of like oh i was born in like, like a really poor country so i don't have the same opportunities and also they feel inferior than others mm. and um like i just i just want to open everyone's eyes it's like hey we are from somewhere else i know that i know we are from a developing country yeah uh, but we're people like we we're equal like i mm. know equal in the sense of like as human because i know like if we think about economy and like yeah. you know all the legal stuff like we are no citizenship like many of us are no citizen uh citizens yet i'm mm -hmm. in the process uh, the pr process right now but still it doesn't mean that you have to feel inferior yeah like, less than others and, and you know it's funny like i have this idea that i have such a strong uh, what is it? it like I, I have this view of I feel like it's Colombians particularly but Latinos in general um, especially the ones that have come and I feel like as we kind of go through time like I, I can't talk about the ones that came 20 years ago 30 years ago right mm -hmm. but I mean I, I can talk about say my mum when she came but I feel like we have this fire inside of us that allows us to create wherever we are right and I feel like it's interesting you say like they've got this victim mentality and this inferiority where I, I've definitely seen that too but I see them in such a different light, particularly the ones like the amount of people that I've seen come here and build businesses and create the different story yes. for themselves and connect in a different way. We have a fire inside of us that allows us to create something beautiful wherever we go, you know. And I imagine that would be part of your frustration of like wanting them to see that for themselves and believe it for themselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 I because we have those sides, right? Like I see the eager, the passion like Latinas have. And like when they use it right, they create amazing things. Like 100%. that is something to admire. And I believe Latinos are also very resourceful. Like mm -hmm. we don't, like there is a problem. Like someone could see it like a huge problem for like, okay, whatever. Let me just see what I can, how I can fix it and find ways. And it's just amazing. So like, if we just lower or just get rid of that inferiority mindset and that victim mindset and use use this powerful um mind of creating and being resourceful oh man we're we're unstoppable like it's just amazing <laughs> how when i see like i have met so many like uh women's especially women entrepreneur um it's just amazing what they do like i agree many of them they don't have good english they're like yeah i don't have good english but i have a business run like, yeah wow. yeah it's and and, and yeah. that in itself like i think of me for example going to a completely foreign country without having the language to then go set up a business without even knowing how to speak their language i'm like yeah. me dead that is like huge right it is huge. that is huge mm -hmm. and that is something that is just it, I don't know. It's just there, right? And I mean, I know we're we're generalizing a bit here, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. But um, like, I look at my cousins, and my cousins live in Melbourne, and they came here quite some time ago on their own, um, just him and his wife, and they worked their fucking asses off. You know, they did the cleaning jobs, they did the study work. I've, I've got cousins that went and did that in the States as well that have just like they've done the hard yards, right? But they've mm -hmm. persisted through it 
And now they have, you know, they've got their own houses, they've got their own businesses, they've got their language, they've had children, like they've created something completely different for themselves, which is essentially why they come here, right? For men, they come here because they're looking for something better. But I have such a huge admiration for the people that do that because I have never had to live or experience anything like that, you know. Um, And so the courage that it takes to do that is just incredible. It is. It is to admire. I... Yeah, when I hear people coming here with no English at all, mm. I was like, how they do it? And like then suddenly, not suddenly, but like when then you see them thriving, like flourishing, it's like, wow, they have mm. gone through so many sheds. I don't know if I can say this here, but like. Yeah, if you had me swearing, I can. <laughs> yes, yeah. I was yeah, like, maybe she can go for it, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can anything goes yeah <laughs> um but yeah they have gone through so like all of us but when you don't have english i think it's another level and i admire yeah. that like you don't have idea i don't have words to say how much i admire that and then like to see them uh staying here and then like building the business or like no in Okay, let's not say like build, building only the business, right? Maybe they can work for somebody else and 100%. they have, you know, have the nine to five job that they love, which it's fine. Or maybe they don't love it, but like they have a job work for them. Yes, yeah, something that worked for them. And because of that, they have, you know, this lifestyle that they wanted, right? Because all we have yeah. yeah, I think about my mom. You know, she came here alone, got no relatives here whatsoever. And um, my mum and dad separated, you know, when I, I came here when I was one, they were separated by the time I was three or something. He went back, she stayed here. And I always question, why did she stay here? Like there's, mm-hmm. she, she didn't speak the language. She had two kids with her. Um, she had no family whatsoever here. And her answer was always like, because I knew there was a better future for my kids here, right? And so I think, first of all, that's so selfless. But she made it work. She made it work. And however it was that she had to make it work, she just did, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a huge, like, just respect for her for doing that because I don't know if I would have done the same thing if I were put in her shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I remember she used to, you know, because I always ask her about it. And she used to say to me, oh, I remember, like, I used to say, excuse me instead of sorry. And so people would get, like, offended sometimes. And she was so confused of why. <laughs> you say, I'm sorry. Like, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's like little things like that where it's like, you know, um, oh. those little stories build character, right? <laughs> and they teach you lessons. Um I just yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Just be, we 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 become vulnerable, and if we want to grow, right? If we want to grow in another anywhere, but like we're because now we're we're talking about living in another country. I think if, when you're vulnerable, you will grow so much. Like mm. if you're willing to make mistakes, like even when you speak, right? It's like okay, just make fun of yourself. It's fine. Just move on. Learn from it. Like maybe you did something wrong at your new job <clears throat> because you didn't understand X, Y thing. Just learn from it. Mm. But then when you're open to make mistakes, when you're open just to, you know, just see that the good thing about being, I mean, being vulnerable has like so many great things. Yeah. But when you're open to it, it's mm. when you really can thrive in in a new country. I think like with your mom, like now she laughs about this kid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have some stories too like that. Like, exactly. Um, you still like, won't say sheet, like, because people think she's saying shit. <laughs> you know? She's like a sheet of paper, and they're like, sheet of paper, like. <laughs> and she's like a piece of paper, okay? <laughs> uh, that's funny. I have yeah, one I mean, of yeah, we have one experience. Oh, this is funny. I also went through that, like, of you course. know, thinking, bitch and bitch and then you know shit yeah. and shit and like all these things just uh but I have one no I remember like two stories one with the uh mom in in the states I wanted to tell a story 
like because I I played frisbee and I was so excited I was just so happy she was like how did it go and then I was talking in future it's like I would I would play but I was like but I'm talking in past past like I forgot how to say it and, like, <laughs> and I will play and I, I will have a really happy whatever thing I was just saying but all the time I was like but past past yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh she was uh, she was lovely she like she was so patient with me uh patient with me and the other one was like once she asked me oh kata do you want to change uh the baby's diaper i was like no i don't want to <laughs> because in a, that was like like i translated like would you like to like you know like asking me if if i have an option but yeah, in yeah, English, yeah. like, do you want to change? Like, it, it was, it's a nice way to, so you want to, yeah, to yeah. Like, go and do it. And I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to. You're like, I'm the nanny, but no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, hilarious how we learn, but part of the process. And because of that, now I know how it is now. And so how do you months. how do you bring all of this together like you've had such a beautiful life you've had so much travel we haven't even touched the surface on that right i know there's so much more to that um but you you know your life experience uh the loss of your parents being raised by your siblings exploring stepping out of your world and going to adventure something else ending up in australia now having your own business, about to create your own family, <clears throat> which is so beautiful just to see it, you know, evolve. Yeah. Um, how do you use all of that and bring that together to support your clients or the work that you do? Talk to me about the work that you do, why you do it, and how how you bring it all together. Yeah. Um, I think the way that I brought it all together it was through my business and that's why I do what I do. So I I knew I wanted to have my own business somehow I and I knew I wanted to help people to have a better life because I was like I was like I was able to live a beautiful life like I still do like you don't have to you know like people think like oh you're successful it's just like you have a bunch of money you have a lot of houses and like you know just about the little things then when you see those little things your life will change and that's what i wanted to uh, teach people it's not about the big things about the little things that you do daily that mm. will make your life different like if something wrong happens just i mean not only see the good thing right like it's just not this toxic uh positivity mm. but doing your best to learn from it every experience has a lesson mm. so then I became a coach and during my coaching is to help people to find the life purpose because the life purpose, it will give you a sense of, of your life. Mm. Yeah. Even, like direction. a direction. Yes. Mm. Like a roadmap, like just to create a roadmap, right. To give you, give you like good, um, pillars in your life to say i know myself i know what i want i love i know what i like i know what i'm good at mm. let's try to find ways to use it throughout my life and we're always evolving i always tell my clients like this coaching part is just one part of everything that you're gonna change from now on mm. yeah, i always tell like i have materials for them it's like please just everything that i have in the program download it put it in a in a, a file Put it as a like your tool kit, um, your toolkit, because you're gonna see this again later on in your life, in another stage of your life where you need to rediscover yourself again, because it's mm -hmm. over and over. But if you keep doing We're it, constantly growing, constantly, constantly learning, growing. yeah, new challenges. We don't get to a certain point. I'm like, okay, we're done. It, it, it definitely, <laughs> right? It's that saying, like, it's not about the destination. Mm -hmm. about the road trip as we go along yes yeah yeah, yeah. so we, we will have different destinations during that journey right mm -hmm. like hey, i want that destination because x y thing right so you create your roadmap to get there when you get there you're gonna know it's like oh you know what i'm happy here or 
but I'm 100% sure you're gonna you wanna wander to another de uh, destination. So then, like, it's another growth. Mm -hmm. So like, all my life, I think all my experiences are shown in my type, my business for sure. Like mm -hmm. all the lessons that I have learned, I wanna tell people or not just wanna tell but like show people give them options that it's not only one way it's not only the way of like uh just do one box but there are many other options for them and as long as they follow their heart if they follow what they like they will they will create an amazing life mm -hmm. like i told my my clients is like <clears throat> look i'm i my life purpose is to help people, yeah, and that's how what I feel, and that's why I have my own business. But if you feel that you want to help people, but having your own business is not your thing, it's okay. It's okay to have a nine to five. It's okay, like whatever makes you happy, right? Like you don't have to monetize your life purpose. That's a thing that I always repeat to my clients. Like you mm -hmm. do not have to monetize your life purpose. Because now with social media, it's like, oh, work from anywhere. Like, have this, like, flexible lifestyle. And, like, you know, like, um, just do what you love and you don't have to work any uh, any day of your life. Yeah. It's like, uh, it doesn't have to be like that. So teaching that way, different ways to to live and, you know, find their, their best version of themselves at this stage, right? Because later on. Yeah, of course. And I think that is a really important message that we don't have to monetize our purpose. We don't have to, like, you. it's about living life to its fullest, whatever that means for you, right? So if that means creating a business out of it, then go for it. But if that means making sure you smile at one person a day, a random stranger every single day, then you make that, you know, like... <laughs> It is not about you have to tick these boxes. And I agree with you that there is a lot of noise and a lot of regurgitated messages on the online space. And, like, and you have these yachts and you go on these incredible holidays and you live this in particular house and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Those are all perks. It's all beautiful. And if you want to create that, go for it. But that doesn't mean that it's for everyone, you know. Right. But when, if we were all entrepreneurs, well, then we'd have, like, there would be no jobs available right? like, because yeah. nobody would want to work for you you wouldn't want to work for anyone um anyone's been running their own business but life is like we're full of so many beautiful different things it's like a fruit salad every little bit has its purpose in there and we all bring our own flavor and if you're a banana you don't have to be an orange you know correct that's what it is yes yeah yeah and i love that you're sharing that message with your clients um because I think it is important that we don't get too lost in this fantasy of what could be when it doesn't, it, it, you, it is what you create it to be at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to mention as well, when you were talking about, you know, helping people find their life purpose and, you know, the roadmap to get to that destination, it just took me back to what you were saying for your assignment, you know, when you had to really figure out what do I want to do in a year, in like five years, 10 years, that I think for most 19-year-olds would be such a challenge to try to figure out. Um and they will always change as we go throughout life. But I just love how it's that full circle moment of that was such an impactful moment in your life, just like when you were 14, so impacted by the spark of traveling to then now bring all this together and create this beautiful service to people. Yeah, that, that life plan like, is one of the hardest activities that my clients have to do yeah they're like catalina this is too hard i was like i know take your time it's okay yeah and, <laughs> no and, rush yeah no rush it's all right and help them with a visualization you so like they are they don't think only consciously it's just like also hear what's inside of them yes so that helps uh to develop that life plan uh but i always tell them it's like it's okay like you don't have to have all the answers right now and this might change like this may like maybe your six months uh goal or the one year goal 
five years. Like it will change, but at least it will give you a sense right now. And it's there giving you an idea of what you really want. Right? Like, hey, I want to have, like, I have what you're like, oh, I want to have my own podcast. Okay, try it on. Like, make me, like, just do, let, let's do it and mm. tell me if that what you really want. Yeah. Mm. I mean, just experimenting and seeing what it works for you. But yeah, the life plan is the hardest and it might change. Yeah, there's so many different directions. And I think it really is. It's it's a it's it's not about writing something on a piece of paper. It is a very much an inside job. Yeah, it's an internal job of first of all, even allowing yourself to dream in that way, to mm -hmm. even consider something different, to even believe that you could do something different. That work is serious work, you know, it and that's is. the stuff that we don't see. That's the stuff that we don't talk about, but that's the stuff that actually makes the biggest difference in our lives. Um, especially if we go back to what we were speaking about sometimes in the Latino culture of how things are so boxed up, you know, so stepping out of that box is even, like, it's a huge challenge. Um, so I, I think it's such important work that you're doing. Um, just to wrap it up, because I know you've got places to be, um, what what would you leave, not just Latinos, right, but I guess we're, we're doing this focus of Latin, Latinas in business, but if there were a message you wanted to share right now and you wanted to leave with the audience, what would that be? Message to share. I over what do you think people need to hear more of? The first thing that I came to my mind, I think that's what it is. Be yourself. Be yourself. Just be yourself. Like whatever your culture is, like if you're a Latino here in Australia, just be who you are. You don't have to pretend to be someone else. Mm. Just learn from both cultures, right? Take the best of both of them because now we have that option. Mm. to grow from different cultures but the main thing is don't lose your essence like just knowing who you are it would just brighten your life your day you yeah day to day i mm. think that's the, the main thing and yeah i, I, I want that. people don't just to, your to people to yeah, yeah yeah i think that's the the one the first thing that came to my mind just be yourself mm. don't lose mm. your essence because that's what makes you who you are and that like to any person but like talking here about latinos like that we have that fire mm. don't, don't put it off just, mm. just light it up yeah 100 i totally agree with that you gotta you gotta shine the brightest that you are you know you don't need to dim your light for anyone or anything and use you know it is really about claiming you loving you and appreciating you and being okay with that, you know, and not feeling the need to be anyone or anything else in yeah. a world where we're filled with stereotypes where, you know, we have to tick all the boxes. Yeah. yeah. That's where so can true. people find you, Kata? People can find me on Instagram as Kata Wanderlust. That's like my main social media. Um, yeah, I also have YouTube, but let's just stay with Instagram. I also might have my website, uh, www.catawanderlust.com. Uh, Spanglish. <laughs> yes, we did it happen all day. Spanglish. Hooray. I love it. We all understood it. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me there. Just connect. Um, really, if you feel, if you're a time of your life where you're asking yourself, like, what now? Because usually you ask yourself that when you have reached. Um, a goal in your life, like a big one. And usually my clients are living overseas and they got a PR or the citizenship and they're like, okay, so now what? Because they forgot like there's something else. So if you are, if you feel like that, that you don't know what is next, um, I'm here to help you and give you some direction. 100%. Thank you so much, Gata. Thank you for sharing your story with us. No. I really believe that you have a powerful story, um, but you have a, a story where people can really draw strength from. And this podcast is all about that. It's about the story of the woman behind the business because we have so much to offer, 
and there's so much that gets us to where we are it's not just about the business and you have so much essence and you have so much to offer so much wisdom and some experience that most of us will never understand so thank you for being open and vulnerable enough to share that with us and to enlighten and help us in our path as well so thank you my love my pleasure but thanks to you because without this space i wouldn't be able to share this and i really appreciate that you're doing this and what you have done and congratulations on your first year of podcasting i it's unbelievable and just keep doing what you're doing because we need to hear all the stories i listen to your podcast and i love just listening to how the conversation goes and with the first question that you always ask is like yeah. is it the question that she's gonna ask me <laughs> uh, just, i want to just keep doing what you're doing and i'm glad that um you're sharing the stories from others because that's how we learned as well absolutely thank yeah. you so much my love no thanks to you gracias jess ciao ciao amiga I want to say gracias for hanging out with me today. I appreciate you and I'm so fucking grateful that you jumped on this podcast today. If you're loving what you're hearing, you know what to do. Share it with your biz bestie. Tell me your aha and light bulb moments and what you're loving in a review and subscribe because you know what? Together we create the ripple effects.